Welcome to Advance, a podcast devoted to helping strengthen churches for gospel movement. I'm your host, Brian Moak, Vice President of Church Strengthening with Convergement America. I am super excited for today's episode. Uh, I've invited two pastors to join me. Uh, Andrew Ford is one of the pastoral team at Grand Ledge Baptist Church in Grand Ledge, Michigan, just outside of Lansing. And Kendall Anderson is pastor of the Crossing Church in Claremont, Florida, just outside of Orlando. Both have had a long and effective pastoral history. And here's the great thing for me. In January of 2021, along with the pastoring that they continue to do, both of these guys became a part of my church strengthening staff for Convergement America. Andrew is helping out part-time to care and mobilize our pastors and churches in Michigan and Indiana, and Kendall is doing the same in Florida and Georgia. You know, for most of us as pastors and leaders, we see through the lens of our local church and experience. We don't often have the time to, quote-unquote, zoom out, so to speak, at the big C church. And so I thought it would kind of be beneficial for our listeners to hear from two guys, these two guys, who are still in the pastoral trenches with those local lenses, but now have an ability to share with us their perspectives from a different lens as they've begun their new roles with our movement. What have they been seeing and learning as they've begun their new adventure? So uh, let's get right to it. And so I want to welcome you guys to the podcast. I'm so glad you're doing this, but way more than that, I am so glad you are part of my team. Thanks, Brian. It's good. Yeah, to be we're glad you. to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, of I pay we have them. to say that because you I was pay us, say, right? I was going to say, I, ha- I have to, I, I pay you, so you have to say that. So the best team ever. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Hey, uh, let's just start out just uh, real briefly. Give us, uh, take a minute and tell us a little bit about who you are. Andrew, why don't you start? Yeah, I'm a PK. I grew up in the church and uh, pastored two churches, one in Massachusetts and one in Michigan. And what's unique about uh, my role here in Michigan is we do the co-pastor model. So a few years ago, we uh, we had the uh, need, and three of us put our heads together, and uh, we've been doing the uh, shared pulpit, shared leadership, uh, shared everything since 2007. So it's good, and I love my uh, little town in Michigan. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Kendall, how about you? Well, first of all, I have to say, Andrew, you're crazy doing the co-pastor model. You are one of the 0.001% in places where that works. I'm glad I can lead the way. (laughs) You are. You are trailblazing, man, because... Because uh, and that's why I, I I can see why it works so because that's I like you so much so um, yeah so I'm married to Sherry I've uh, been married for 36 years I got three adult children my youngest is in college been a pastor for 35 years have planted two churches still at the second one which is the Crossing in Orlando like you said Brian um, something interesting about me up until recently I was a grapefruit farmer our church owns property and it was a working citrus grove. Now the trees are all dying, so I guess I'm not that great of a grapefruit farmer. <laughs> no, the grove is old, and we're getting ready to build, and so we stopped caring for it. But, uh, hey, I, I, I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd be taking care of citrus trees when I was 
became a pastor. So yeah, there no you kidding. go. <laughs> no kidding. That's awesome. Well, I, you know, I am so grateful for the two of you and the work that you've already been doing with our churches. And, and like I said in the intro, um, one of the fun things as we have talked and strategized and, you know, just listened to each other, one of the fun things for me has been hearing you share from a different chair. Uh, so in other words, you, uh, you know, you, you, you're seeing things differently, uh, as you work in this new role. And that's been so fun for me to hear. So, um, I'm just going to ask a, a few questions in, in regards to what you've been seeing. And so I think the first thing I want to ask you is, you know, over these last six months or so, as you've invested in our churches and pastors in this new way, what have you been encouraged about? Uh, Kendall, why don't we start with you? What has really encouraged you as you've been working uh, in this new role? Well, okay. What's really encouraging for me is just being with pastors. I mean, my wife will tell you, every time I come home, having met with these guys, I'm just excited about what's going on. And and probably one of the main things that's been encouraging me over the last several months is uh, that God never quit working during COVID, even though... Mm. Everybody was locked down. I sit with these pastors and they talk about how people still came to faith. And, and many of them are saying our, our, incre- our giving actually increased during COVID. Um, one pastor I met with this week in Jacksonville, he actually launched his church last fall. <laughs> you yeah. know, so church planting is still happening. And, yeah. and so anyway, uh, it's just good to be with guys who are in the trenches. And it's just I get this uh frequent reminder that God is at work all over the place. Yeah, I, I think that's such a good point, Kendall, because, I, I, you know, we read statistics all over the place and, and uh, you know, what's happening during COVID in our churches and stuff. And, man, you would swear that our churches are, uh, all these churches are experiencing all of this. And, and I agree with you. I've been so encouraged uh, over this time that our churches, I mean, so many of them are, are actually doing way better than anticipated as it relates to COVID. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't exceptions to that rule, but that has been encouraging to me. And so it's great to hear that, you know, kind of from fresh eyes as you started. What about you, Andrew? What are you encouraged about as you've been looking around? Yeah, no, it's interesting. Of course, Kendall's in the land of the free in Florida. I've been up in Michigan for COVID. (laughs) So we've been on lockdown. We're finally cutting loose, but uh, we want to be like Florida. uh, But hey, you know what I've been encouraged about is is the depth and the diversity of of Converge. So I'm in this small town in Michigan. And, uh, you know, sometimes... We, 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 I don't even get out of town, right, very much. But I've been a part of the second Tuesday prayer group. And, and it's just been a blessing to pray with, with brothers and sisters from Latino churches, from African-American churches, from, from people all around the world. And they're all part of the same group. And it's just a nice picture of the body of Christ. And it's, it's not shallow. It's deep. It's good. And uh, that just really refreshes me. Yeah. I'll tell you what it is so good. That's that's the other thing is you know our churches are are uh, our churches, right? Whatever they look like, however they are culturally, then it doesn't just necessarily mean ethnic culture, but all of our churches have a unique culture. And uh sometimes to sort of back out and see how the church 
at large is happening uh, can be such an encouragement and and actually encourages you in your own church. So here's here's my word for pastors as as Andrew has just shared that go out and visit other churches. Um, you're you're gonna you're gonna learn some things as you do that, but you're also gonna be encouraged and you're gonna you're gonna say God. Thanks for putting me where you put me. I love our people. I love what you're doing. And and so don't be afraid. Tell your leaders to go do that as well. Tell your elders, go. I want you to go visit other churches. Come back. Let me know what you're thinking. But I'm telling you, it always makes me so grateful for where God has placed me. So uh, that's a great word, uh, Andrew. Uh, and and hey, I'll pick on you again to start uh, uh, with this next question. And uh, what has surprised you? you? You know, and and again, maybe it's a good surprise. Maybe it's a man that is not something. And and uh, you know, we promise uh, we're not going to use any names or anything. So this this goes way beyond converge. So just in in relationship to how you see the church and uh, what has surprised you. You know, and this relates to COVID. And so what I have naturally in, in our church with co-pastor model, so we lead together, we, you know, we talk, we, we argue, we, uh, we dream, we pray. What, what comes naturally is um, what I'm recognizing is that pastors who have a connection to a larger group have much more resilience. And especially during this COVID thing, uh, you know, I've, I've watched pastors who have no or very limited connections, and a lot of them are hurting, and they're lost, and they're stuck. But the guys that I see who are connecting, they're finding their way through, and there's just a deeper resilience in their life. And so a connection with the pastors goes a long way, especially in the hard times. Man, I, I, I'm so glad that you shared that because that's just, you know, one of one of the the things that I say all the time is is in our movement uh, we we don't want any uh, pastor to lead alone. Uh, mm-hmm. um, it, you can if you want as a part of our movement. It's the autonomy of the local church. We can't tell you what to do. And I know some who are listening. That's not the case, but. God has not wired us as Christians to live in isolation, and he does not wire us as pastors uh, to be in isolation. And so being together, being encouraged with each other, hearing like, oh my goodness, I thought I was the only one dealing with this issue, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I find out I'm, I'm not the only one. And and uh, so that I, I think that's cool that you, that that's sort of I guess a surprise. I mean, that's the mm, question that mm. I asked you is is just recognizing how important uh, we call it in our movement better together, but it's how important that that is for us. That's great. Thanks, Kendall. What about you? What what surprised you? Well, I'm not sure if it's a surprise or not, but it's it's been so fascinating for me to get to you know, get down to the local level in different churches and meet with different pastors and. Ministry is hard work. We all know that. But what I've discovered or, or been observing is that it is definitely harder in some places than in others. Um, mm. I'll tell you what, church planting is really challenging. But I think that pastoring established church can be even more challenging than that, you know, because yeah. the truth of the matter is I get to create the baggage that the next guy gets to deal with because I'm starting yeah. the church, right? That's but right. the next That's right. guy has to come along and go, what was he thinking? And, and so anyway, as I've talked with some of these pastors, you know, some of them are doing, doing really, really well and they're healthy and their church is healthy. 
And then some of them are facing challenges that are incredibly daunting. Mm. It's like, dude, how can you, I mean, I, I'm just amazed that you're still standing. Um, yeah. And so I, I just am reminded that, that pastoring is a high and a holy calling. And sometimes it is so hard. Uh, and so I've been, I, I've come home so often feeling just, I love my church. <laughs> I love my church. And, and I'm praying for uh, some of these other guys and these other churches. And, and, and that just underscores how important it is um, that, that this going back to the better together theme. Um, yeah, man, we just cannot do this alone. Or if we do, it'll kill us. And so we, we've got to, you know, link arms and cheer each other on. So that that's just yeah. been underscored for me over and over. That's good. I, I, I remember you guys saying that early on is, is just that, that sort of concept is, oh my goodness, I, I had no idea how significant some of the issues were in our churches. You, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. And so, again, I hope you hear this as you're listening. You are not alone in what you're dealing with in your, in your churches. Um, you know, I, I talked to a, a pastor just recently uh, who, you know, just couldn't believe how people were just on one side or the other of, you know, should we wear a mask? Shouldn't we wear a mask? All that sort of stuff just was bombarded and, and just thought they were the only ones dealing with that. And, and then to realize, man, it's, it's, it's like the major conversation uh, with pastors yeah. and, and there's just such a burden lifter in that when, when you realize that, that you're not alone in that, but, but also to realize sometimes I think we forget you said the words, Kendall, that this is a high and holy calling is, uh, you know, Paul Tripp calls it a dangerous calling. Hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the evil one is not out there to make mischief or to kind of make you miserable as a pastor. He, he's, he's seeking to destroy you as a pastor. If he can destroy you, he can destroy the church. At least that's what he thinks. And, um, and, and so, my goodness, it's, it's, it's recognizing the, the depth of the call, the joy of the call, uh, but the depth uh, of, of that, that call. Anything else, either of you, anything else that sort of has taken you by surprise or uh, anything like that? Uh, this is similar to what Andrew said, but as I meet with pastors, I am super impressed with the quality and heart of our pastors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I sit down have coffee with these guys and every single one of them genuinely wants to see God's kingdom grow, wants to see people's lives changed and they're willing to slog it out in sometimes really difficult circumstances. And I just, every time I walk away or drive away, it's just like, man, we've got some really great pastors in Converge yeah. and great pastors part of our movement and they love Jesus and they love his church. And, and, uh, so it's, I, I, it's such a privilege. It's just a privilege yeah. to be part of part of the movement together. What about, uh, what about things you've learned or, um, you know, we've kind of been talking a little bit about that, but maybe even some like, of the of the issues that you've seen uh that boy we've really got to deal with this as a church uh, you know the, uh, again a big c church or some of the issues that you think boy our churches really need to work on this or i've just discovered that this is a a, a real point of contention for our churches if we're going to be healthy and strong what, what um you know let's just have a little conversation about that either one of you can start 
well, I would say that what I've noticed as I'm, as I'm talking with pastors and as I pastor my own church is that every single one of us is replanting our church right now, whether we know it or not. <laughs> whether you realize it or not, you are replanting your church. And I can't remember who said it, but I've heard it said, you know, we all have three churches, the one we had in 2019, the one we had during COVID, and the one we have now. <laughs> and they're all three different churches, different people even. And we, you know, we've seen people who didn't come back, who we thought for sure would. And we've had other people come back that we didn't even know before. And, and so, um, so one of the things I've, I've felt personally as a pastor and also that I've noticed, I've talked with pastors, is I really think that, that God is using, used COVID, he's using COVID to shake the church and to force us kind of to reevaluate and be ruthless to say, okay, are we, what do we need to do to, so that our church is healthy and so that our church flourishes? And one of the themes that keeps cropping up is this idea of discipleship and just pressing into the heart of Jesus and how are we helping our people um, know, know Christ. One of the phrases uh, that we've been using and that I've, I've heard elsewhere is, well, what if nobody ever came back? How would we do church? Well, let's do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, let's pretend that no one's ever coming back. And what will we do? Well, it's pretty obvious you would go to do what they did in the New Testament where you're meeting in homes or you're meeting at Panera or, or whatever and, and just pressing in on having spiritual conversations. And that theme just keeps popping up as I'm talking with pastors. You know, I really feel like God is leading us toward discipleship. And so I, I think it's really um, fascinating to watch. And I think also COVID took us where we were already going. We just got there 10 years earlier, you know, so mm. that so that people who are drifting, they just drifted faster. Um, and we can assume now that the people who are with us, they're with us because they want to be. There's, you know, COVID has erased any excuse and there's no reason to come to church anymore unless you want to be there. And that is not a bad thing. I think that's yeah. actually healthy. I think God is going to use this to make us stronger. Yeah, it's almost, Kendall, like we've had to become super technology. You know, we, we've we've embraced the tech stuff, even though we had a hard time getting our microphones working today. Right. We embraced this, all this tech, but then it's like, it's about what are the, like, small groups. You know, our church has been focusing on small groups, just getting back to the basics, you know, keeping it simple and uh, investing in the lives of others, you know, relationships, the spirit and the word, nothing fancy. But it's fancy and technical at the same time. So it's it's we're going in two directions. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I just that whole issue of discipleship pathway is is really something, you know, so much of our discipleship pathway was church centric um, and uh, and and not life space centric. So when COVID shut down our churches, so did our discipleship pathways. And and one of the lessons I think we need to learn is uh, that we need to do a better job at creating life space. You know, what, how are we gathering together at, at Starbucks or in a home uh, to, to, to do discipleship pathway, more of those small groupings of people. Uh, so I think that's really good. Andrew, uh, anything from you? What do you think? What have you been learning? What have you been seeing? What are some of the issues that, that you think we need to be addressing? You know, I think the power of... of walking with others has been, and it, and it seems like we keep landing on this idea of not going it alone, but I started a new, a new uh, exercise routine and it's riding a bike 
and I'm considered a Clydesdale. So I'm six foot five. <laughs> and so riding is really hard. And it was like kicking my butt. And so, so one of my, one of my guys in church said, Hey, how about we ride together? And he's experienced, you know, he knows the stuff. He helps me where to sit, where my hands go, uh, my cadence. But anyways, man, that made all the difference in the world to feeling encouraged in all of that. And so and we have guys who are not seeing what other churches are doing and they're in ruts and they're losing perspective and, and they're weary. You know, like we have a lot of guys who are close to retirement and they're weary. And, uh, but the power of him saying, why don't you ride with me? I think there's just some beauty there that some of us are in good spots and we need to look for the guy who's struggling and say, hey, ride with me, draft, draft on me. Uh, let's do this together. I think your feet need to change their positions or, you know, maybe your sermons shouldn't be an hour and a half long, you know, <laughs> you know, or, or it's, it's 2020, maybe uh, that shine Jesus shine. We shouldn't sing that anymore. You know, stuff like that, where just, it's just this kind of, come on, let's go. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, been helpful for me. Is, do you have a problem with Shine Jesus Shine? Is that what you're saying? It's a little outdated and Man, um, alive. that, that know, offends we me. We don't need to tell Jesus to shine. He can shine on his own all along. Wow. Wow. Well, I, you know, my boss uh, shares this phrase, the church is crumbling by assumptions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's his phrase or if he has uh, borrowed it from someone else. But I think that's so right is that we tend to, as churches, put our hands over our eyes. And as, as long as we don't see reality, it's not true. You know, as long as we don't go to the doctor, we're not sick, that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And and I think what you're saying, Kendall, is, or Kendall, is, sorry, Andrew, you know, I think, I think what you're saying is um, we need to be able to see reality if we're going to get better. Um, and sometimes that reality comes through the accountable relationships we have with each other. And, uh, um, and so, uh, again, uh, there are so many tools out there. There are so many ways uh, that, you can, um, that you can do that taking the hands away, taking the scales off of your eyes, so to speak, so that you can see um, that which is real. Hey, what, one more question what, as we sort of close up uh, shop here today. This has been great, but uh, what's, what's one closing thought or encouragement or exhortation, if you will? Uh, you know, man, if, this, if, if I could just say one thing to pastors through the lens of this new uh, way I'm thinking, uh, what, what, would, what would that be? Go ahead. Either, either one of you start. Well, I'll start. I have two. Sorry, Brian. That's all right. The the first one is, uh, this is, don't forget that this is a spiritual endeavor that, and and that's come so clear during COVID is that, you know what, it is only by the power of the Holy spirit that anything of lasting spiritual significance ever happens. And so Mm. we've got to step into that in greater and greater ways. So don't forget that. And then the second thing is, um, don't forget that ministry is a marathon, not a sprint. And it's so easy to get sucked into the vortex of stuff that has to happen today that we lose sight of most, the most important things like our relationship with God or my wife or my kids or myself. And, and so I would want to say, don't sacrifice any of those things for your church or your ministry, because it doesn't help mm-hmm. anyone if you blow up or burn out and don't make it to the finish line. So um, like Andrew said, there's a lot of, a lot of us are really tired and that means we're really vulnerable. And so just, 
make sure you it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. If you're out of breath, stop and rest. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you know, Kendall stole it all. He said it all. I would say maybe maybe take a nap once in a while. You might need that. That's the practical part of that. Um, and and there's a certain certain beauty in resting, not just taking naps, but resting in the truth that it's Christ's church. And all your striving, you know, we need to work hard. We need to invest and we need to develop leaders and we need to, you know, put in put in our time and but man, we just need to trust and rest that this is Christ's church. He's going to take care of it. We don't, we don't have to worry about it. We, we do our part. We, uh, we act like it's up to us and we pray like it's up to him. And, and, uh, and I think, and, and this has been said four times already today, just don't go it alone. Don't walk alone. And we'd love to help you connect to a together group or start a together group or, or whatever it is. We, we just don't go it alone. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, hey, uh, if if anybody uh, would want to get in touch with either of you, um, whether, hey, I'm in Florida or Georgia or somewhere down south there and would love to hear more about uh, uh, about what you do and and hear more maybe even about this Converge thing uh, or, or Andrew, you know, man, we've got, you know, guys in Michigan or Indiana or in, it, just anywhere and they, man, they want to hear more about this together thing you talk about. Uh, how, how could they get in touch with you? Uh, Kendall, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, well, the, you can email me at the... At- Mike, it's Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L, one L, at convergementamerica.org. Great. And Andrew, here it goes. It's going to be very, very creative. <laughs> yep. Andrew at convergementamerica.org. I'll even, I'll go one step further. 517-449-7025. That's my oh, cell. You can call wow. me today. That number wow. again thanks, is? Thank, thanks, Bob Goff. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Well, man, I look like Bob, don't I? I, I, and with that note, since uh, everybody's going to be calling you, um, one of the things we do at the end of each of these episodes is we ask our our guests to uh, uh, pray a prayer blessing for our pastors, for for the pastors that and leaders that listen. And uh, Andrew, would you be willing to uh, to close us in prayer? Yes, yes. Well, Father, you are so good to us and so kind to us and faithful. And uh, we rest in your care and strength for our lives. And so, Father, I pray that through the power of Christ and through the work of your Holy Spirit and um, in, in the construct of your holy word, that you would strengthen our pastors and give them what they need, give them what they don't even realize they need, and uh, strengthen them for every step of the journey. We pray, Father, that this next season is was better than the last, that we see your people coming and we see the gospel spread. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thanks again, guys, for uh, being a part of the podcast today. Uh, I want to I want to thank all of you who uh, are listening to the podcast. I just continue to be so grateful that you listen, and uh, I do trust that these episodes are helping. That they're helping you. That they're helping your church wherever you are. Uh, just a reminder to you: we want to hear from you. 
Uh, how are you seeing increased gospel health in your church? I'd love to include some of those encouragements in future episodes, so please feel free to share those stories with me at, get this, Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at convergementamerica.org. Uh, finally, make sure you follow us on Facebook, and don't forget to check out our website at advancethechurch.org. Advanced Podcast is a ministry of Convergement America. Our mission is to start and strengthen churches that exalt the name of Jesus Christ together. If you'd like to learn more about Convergement America, visit our website, convergementamerica.org.